1: once again that's the sound of rock cracking you've got doc holidays rock splitting politics right here on a cold week and uh, how was your week last week it was cold across the south and we've had uh, freezing temperatures and snow and ice like uh, we haven't seen in many years so uh it's been a little bit of trouble traveling and i know a lot of people have hunkered down but it's not too late to listen to some hot rock-splitting politics and when we talk about rock-splitting politics sometimes we forget about the basis but everything the honor in America you know ten years ago uh, there was a restoring honor rally Glenn Beck held at the foot of the Lincoln Memorial and I remember I was there with uh, dr. Alveda King a friend of our show and a friend of mine and we've written a book together that we talk about and mentioned later in the show but I just remember that restoring honor rally that Glenn Beck had and where is the honor what's happened and even then there's a sense in America we needed some honor we needed to restore honor in America and dr. Grant McCracken we're bringing in the Kraken, all right dr. Grant McCracken's got a new book called the new honor code and we're glad to have him here on the show dr. Grant McCracken is a cultural anthropologist He holds a PhD from the University of Chicago, and uh, he's taught at Harvard, at the University of Cambridge, and MIT. He advises a wide variety of companies and individuals, including Google, Netflix, Nike, the Ford Foundation, the Boston Book Festival, and even Kanye West. He lives in Connecticut with his wife and three cats, and we're glad to have him on today's show because we're gonna talk about honor and the new honor code. So, uh, let's get him on the line right now. This uh, week on Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics, we have the author of a book called The New Honor Code. It's Dr. Grant McCracken, and uh, Grant, welcome to Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics.
0: Doc, it's it's my honor to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Now, you say you are a cultural anthropologist and that's right that's a big two big uh, one big word and cultural and everybody so what does that mean grant
0: um i guess anthropology is the traditionally anthropology is the field of study where people look at cultures other than the u.s other than western cultures so anthropologists gone off to the pacific and to africa and to the middle east um in the last few years we've seen anthropologists say well hey if we can study other cultures, we should be able to study American culture. So that's what I've been doing for 30 years.
1: For 30 years. Uh, yeah. Th- and we have, in those 30 years, it's amazing to me to think of where we were uh, in the 80s, 90s, and where we are now. And, and, you know, thinking back before Facebook, some people, like our young people, you know, have lived with cell phones all their lives. And, of course, we yeah. can remember when there's no cell phones. And yet... Yeah. social platforms, and, uh, we, and we're we seeing this right now, we're in this council culture. If you don't agree with me, yeah. we're shutting you down. So yeah. how does honor tie in to uh, where we are now?
0: I think it, it it might. I mean, that's, I wrote the book in the hopes of of making the case, and it's for you and for readers to decide whether I made the case, but my sense is that as I looked around me, as I looked at American culture, I could see evidence of moral confusion. And you know, I looked at guys like um, the gymnastics coach Nassar, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, wow. you know, a variety of people who, uh, the woman who, who, who kind of. Uh, 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 um, uh, tried to get her kids into college by by bribing right. various coaches. It, it just everywhere you looked, at, you you saw evidence of people who weren't just acting badly. They were acting as if they were entitled to act badly, right? That, that even the embarrassment of acting badly, of 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 giving over to temptation, that that was evaporating, and people were now just acting badly without a second thought, or so much as a, as a tremor of, of, of self-reproach. You know, so anyhow, that was the idea was, geez, uh, is there some way of rebuilding the moral compass without actually asking people to undergo complete moral reformation and a change in their, in their religion, change in their politics, a change in all of the details of their, of their life? I wasn't trying to build a cult here, I was just trying to say, look, there's a simple code the honor code that, that that we can all use, whatever our political affiliations, uh, and that can help keep us on the, you know, keep us pointed to the true north of good behavior and uh, and discourage us from behaving badly.
1: When you say uh, the simple honor code, and does that mean something different in 2020 or 2021 than it did in, say, uh, 1950?
0: Yeah, I think it does. The, I sort of, borrowed the idea from the 16th century, so like 400, 500 years ago. So that's really my point of contrast in the book. And I looked at what honor meant to Elizabethans. And um, we don't want to go back to that honor code. It was viciously hierarchical. It was certain people could never have honor. Other people could have honor, however badly they behaved. You know, parts of that code. If if people have been watching Bridgerton, they catch a glimpse of the honor code In another time, a couple hundred years ago, so I didn't want to go back to the old-fashioned notion of honor. I was trying to kind of retrofit it a little bit for the present day. And and, and, yeah,
1: but and it goes back. uh, When you say honor code, then you also think about uh, what what came in the uh, recent, you know, uh, uh, hit, you know, uh, Hamilton. Uh, the play Hamilton, I mean, you go back to Alexander Hamilton and and the uh, duels, and, and as that part yeah. of the old honor code that you know was uh, too vicious.
0: Yeah, too vicious and too kind of edgy, right? You had you know, had guys who would throw down gloves, you know, would would slap one another <laughs> with gloves and demand right. a duel because one of them looked at the other one the wrong way, right? That's that's not the kind of honor. That I think you know, we, we, we want to revive that kind of honor. It made us too edgy to, to trigger happy. If you want, um, we want something that makes people larger and more dignified, not, not 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 anxious about their standing.
1: So, is is there an era that you see that where honor was the honor that was uh, good for the whole culture, good for society? Is there a certain time and honor that you want to reflect back to? Uh, are your books titled the New Honor Code? Or are you saying we yeah. need to push to a higher standard than we've seen before?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. You know, we're very good as a culture. We're incredibly inventive. Um, we're capable of of changing ourselves as we go. And sort of part of the problem, I guess, that you were referring to in the opening, right? We've got certain practices, new cultural practices that are, are, in my opinion, a bit nutty and dangerous. Um, and And so we're now capable of making changes that we we couldn't even dream of making before. And sometimes we choose wisely and sometimes we choose badly. So, yes, I think we could um, take this notion of honor and and strip it down and kind of rebuild it, re-engineer it if you want, so that it maximized the possibilities that that we would do the right thing. That we would rise to the to the occasion. That, that we would honor people's expectations of us, that we would do something good for our families and our communities. That's my hope: is that that we can do a rebuild here that makes our honor actually better and and more dignifying, if you want, than previous honor codes were.
1: Well, one of the things I say in the business field, and what they always said, you know, a, a handshake was my word, and and you know, you didn't need a you know, 200 page contract you just a handshake was, was the word and things mm. they would seem simple but you had to honor that word you had to do what you said you're going to do or you, you don't have a reputation in the business world so yeah. it's, is that um, something we need to get back to or do you see that yeah. we've gotten away from it yeah no
0: I'd love to see us get back to that notion of reputation that's kind of one of the things I was thinking about Lance Armstrong the guy who was the uh, the very talented uh,
1: cyclist, right, and, uh, um, the, and he ran the, right? uh, the, and, fr- in France, the, the... E-
0: exactly. Yeah. So he was discovered to being, to being, to have engaged in practices that meant that he was uh, he was winning um, he was winning big events and Olympic medals because he was cheating, and the cheating meant that he was effectively stealing medals from people who came in like fourth, right, they they weren't going to show in the medals because Lance Armstrong and other people were cheating in their approach to the sport. So the idea here is could we create, I guess, this honor code is meant to do two things. It's meant to speak to our better angels, right? It's meant to inspire us to do the right thing. But it's also meant to, to fire a shot across the bow for people who can't bring themselves to do the right thing. So it says on the one hand, look, here's your responsibility. Here's what you owe your family. Here's what you owe your community. Step up. Rise to this occasion. But if you can't bring yourself to rise to the occasion, suffer. You you, you should know that bad behavior will cost you, that bad behavior will destroy your reputation. And a man without reputation, a person without reputation as they used to say, is is a very poor man indeed, right? Because he's lost, he or she have, have have lost that essential thing that gives you a place in your community, that gives you a esteem in your community, that gives you the ability to do business on a handshake, right? People know you, they trust you, um, and so a guy like Lance Armstrong, I think, is 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 now counting on that American generosity that says, hey, you know, people make mistakes, and and Americans say that we're a land of second chances. You can come back. You can. Uh, we, we, we'll let you back into the community. And I think that's maybe one thing that this honor code says is you have con- honor. Um, you we hope live with honor and decency. But if you destroy that honor by cheating, for instance, in your sport, you're kind of done. You you can't come back in. Um, you're you're out. Um, And I think that's the thing I'm hoping for here, is that shadow of a doubt, is when somebody's on the verge of bad behavior, we want them to do the right thing for positive reasons, but if they can't do that, we want them to think, oh my God, what happens if I get caught? What happens if people take my reputation away from me? What if I'm scorned by the community I belong to? Uh, Am I prepared to pay that cost? So that's what I'm hoping for is, do the right thing for good reasons, but if you can't do it for good reasons, do it for, for those reasons. Fear of, of discovery, fear of punishment, fear of loss of reputation.
1: And you're talking about cheating in like a sport or cheating in business or, or you know, stealing money and and, and and you get a second chance. But uh, co-relate that to what we find ourselves in this council culture now where somebody wrote something on Facebook when they're 16 years old, discover it. You know, ten years down the road, and they get fired. They get, uh, you know, fired from their position, and they get uh, scorned on Facebook, or they get their Twitter account banned forever, uh, just for something they wrote when they were a teenager. So, yeah. how do you compare that to honor? I know that's bringing in a different yeah. aspect of it, but h- how how do you how do you see that in the new honor code?
0: Yeah, I think we want to be careful. Uh, about the issues for which we give people honor and and the the issues for which we take honor away, <clears throat> my feeling is that cancelled culture has created this kind of hysteria that says if you know you use the wrong word or the wrong sentiment, and you do so as you've just pointed out when you 're a kid and you don't really know you know much you don't know better. That's surely that's not the reason to punch someone's ticket, right? That's not the reason to take honor away from them. There are much deeper, more serious kinds of issues that we want people to be honorable about than failures, you know, occasional and distant uh, failures of of language and sentiment. Um, You know, especially when it's clear that this person does not stand for these things, um, routinely right this was this was a singular this was a single lapse and and there's nothing in somebody's experience that suggests that this defines them as a person this is a kind of witch hunting i think and uh, i think it's part of a, a a kind of this ferocious uh what do you call it kind of um this a- almost fiendish kind of wish to discover that somebody said or done something wrong that that can't be the world in which we we live. That is a kind of you know that begins to look like like a, um, a fascism, I think, uh, eventually, and and it discourages free speech at the very time that we are as a nation wrestling with issues of of change, right? And we're trying to root racism out, and uh, and and I don't think you do that by making people uh, fear the possibility that if they say the tiniest wrong thing. They are now sort of cancelled. they are now can- cancelled. I think uh, what we want to do is create the, an envelope of possibility where people struggle to find the the language and and uh, and the language uh, they want with which to express these new and and sometimes difficult concepts. you know we can I, I wrote a piece recently after I wrote the book I wrote a piece on um, what's happening in the American corporation where you have this <clears throat> these training sessions. I think they're called anti racism training sessions. And apparently they begin with people having to admit that they are racists. And I thought, wow, this is just totally nuts. Um, in fact right. the name of the the essay is Why You Must Never Say You Are a Racist unless you are a racist. But this notion is just a kind of something deeply wrong about and i think counterproductive more to the point about this approach to um uh, grappling with an important issue that we need to take seriously this is not the way to take it seriously
1: and grant what you just brought out and that's something that i've dealt with for years and i'm part of uh, some groups that work for uh, reconciliation racial reconciliation i live in mississippi and they've got a group called mission mississippi that's the uh, uh, premier racial reconciliation group in mississippi and and you want people to be able to speak their heart and see what yeah. the real heart is, and yet if yeah. you if you are gonna uh, hit them on a two by four, then they're not gonna speak up,
0: and yeah, exactly. And,
1: and so that what you were brought out, I think, is very important that we have a society that that people can find a safe place where they can express themselves, find new relationships, if somebody yeah. that's uh, opposite color or skin they are. So, we've got to have that. If we can't have that conversation, I, I think that's when uh, uh, Eric Holder, you know, the uh, Attorney General under President Obama said, you know, we need to have this national conversation about race. And if you fear saying anything, it's hard to have that. But when you talk yeah. about the honor, I really believe your book really helps people realize where is the honor? Where is that foundation we stand on so that we can have those conversa- Those truthful conversations and not being council culture. So I guess that's where reading your book helped me understand you got to have that foundation of honor so that you can have these strong talks of freedom of speech. Let me take this time to remind everybody you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're talking with Dr. Grant McCracken. He's got a new book called The New Honor Code, and we're getting a fascinating conversation and in just a minute, I want to ask him more about cultural anthropologist and what he has uh, seen from being that. But I also want to remind you that you're listening to us right here on Web Talk Radio. And that's webtalkradio.net. And this is Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm the host, Dr. Ed Holliday. And we do have a book that I wrote along with Dr. Alvita King and Dr. Alex McFarlane. If you don't have that book, it is called bedrock truths and you can order that book by going to www.docholiday.org that's holiday of two l's and i just want to remind everybody that in this new year 2021 there's a lot of rock splitting politics going on and we know yes the the it will continue all this year and and maybe it won't be as much as it was last year we don't know but but i do know is this we're going to keep up with it. That's one reason we got Dr. Grant McCracken here because, as he's talking about honor, the new honor code in America and how much we need honor, I think that is the foundation on which we need to start so now Dr. Grant, I just want to ask you what what do you what do you see as a cultural anthropologist?
0: yeah, exactly. So, as an anthropologist, you know, I do interviews all over the US and I've been doing so for years and and so I know lots of Americans in lots of parts of America and when I hear people in politics say well they're all racist I think about those people with whom I've talked and the people I kinda know and I think you know this is deeply offensive that attribution to people who are honorable and have defined themselves and conducted themselves in an honorable way to be casually dismissed as a racist is, that's about as vicious a thing as you can say about somebody. I mean, and, and it really does not advance the cause of a conversation, an open, as you say, an open-feeling, revealing conversation about our political differences, or, or any of our differences for that matter, when you just casually dismiss people with this vicious, vicious language. It really goes to this heart of, you know, there's an honor. Forget my book. There's a sense of honor out there in America. There are people who live their lives honorably, and they deserve to be honored for that honorable behavior. And, and when you call them racist, uh, without evidence, uh, without any thought or concern for the facts of the matter, you really, you really attack that honor. And I think that's a terrible thing to do. Um. Anyhow, and, yeah, sorry to get on my high. No, no. But, second, but, uh,
1: I'm glad you did, and it, it helps people see. And we've talked about cultural Marxism on this program, and we talked about, you know, there there's the group that wants to say, well, you got to everybody's got to claim they're racist if for whatever reason, then go back. But that that starts the whole program on the wrong foot because, like you said, if people yeah. lived with honor and they got a track record, then they should be able to. Speak out and 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 explore these things that we can all learn, and that that's a yeah. society that's healthy and growing. And, and so, it, the new honor code. What I want to get to, I know, running out of time here, and I, and and, uh, but I wanted to see what do you think when you say the new honor code? Tell me where you see new. Uh, where where do we need to get this new honor code?
0: Right. I guess that's this idea of re-engineering the notion of honor, right? We don't want to use the old-fashioned kind. Um, uh, we want to use uh, a notion of honor that says, listen, um, here are the you know it's kind of a Christ and Caesar kind of operation. what What do I owe to the Caesar of Honor? What are the the things I need, to, need I need to do to satisfy what I owe to my my kids, my spouse, my extended family, my community what what do i owe them and and in what cases do i do i behave in a way that violates their right to expect of me that i will do that i will be the person i have promised to be i'll be a good spouse i'll be a good dad i'll be in my case i had a good spouse a good dad a good member of the community um and when i'm tempted by bad behavior I think we want, as I was saying a moment ago, you know, we want people to rise to the occasion and do the the right thing for the right reason, because right. it is the course of honor, because it dignifies us and it dignifies our, communi- our families and our communities and our country. Uh, but if that doesn't work, we want a code of honor that says, listen, you misbehave yourself in this fundamental way, and we will withdraw the respect um, that we have for you. We will... Uh, um, we will, uh, in some sense, um, uh, uh, prevent you from being a, a member in full standing of this family, of this community. So, you know, do the right thing for the right reason. If you can't do that, expect to suffer the consequences for bad behavior. And in bad behavior here, we're not talking about using the wrong language in a tweet from 10 years ago. We're talking about some fundamental... Uh, failure to honor the the expectations that we have of you
1: well Grant I can see what 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 your book can do is help us re-engineer this honor to get it back into our Society and it, it's easy to see if this was happening in every community our country would be healthier stronger and more productive and that's that's what honor does when a when a country is full of honorable people, then uh, you will have a uh, productive country. Is, is that the way you see it as far as from the... Yeah, exactly. ...as a whole? Yeah. That's very
0: well said. In fact, I wish we'd asked you to write the intro to the <laughs> book.
1: Maybe
0: if we do a, we, you know, we republish, we'll, we'll do that. That was extremely well said.
1: Well, uh, I can see... How important this book is. Uh, I hope my listeners out there, everybody, uh, go look up this book, talk about it, because this is something that our society needs and it's what we need to be talking about. So, good luck on your book, uh, Grant, and thank you for coming on thank Doc, Doc. Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics.
0: It was my honor, Doc. Thanks a million for having me.
1: Now, do you know more about honor and the new honor code? Well, Uh, Go get Dr. Grant McCracken's book. we got a link to it right here on the homepage at webtalkradio.net, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And again, next week, we'll be exploring a whole new area. So come back and listen to our new show. And don't forget, go back and listen to our archives if you've missed any shows because you'll hear things here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics that you won't hear anywhere else. And we are becoming the home of the anti-socialist alliance and because we have got to come together we can't keep separating ourselves and breaking apart and let the socialist and the marxist the cultural marxist take over so join us next week for another show of doc Holliday's Iraqs, Flitting politics see you then